Hey everybody, welcome to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, These are always super fun, super exciting. And today we're going to be talking out of the book of Psalms. Um, If this is your first time listening to Roar, Roar is an acronym which stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. Um, All this show really is and this conversation is just to encourage your own conversation with the Lord. I want you guys to be able to... uh, Feel like you can just dig into the word and, you know, go full speed ahead and and not have any reservation, but you can begin to digest and dig into some scriptures that maybe wouldn't, you know, um, what do you call it? Like make sense or would maybe have no context and just share some of the context and just different things that I've learned reading the word and and listening to, to different teachings and different things. And just, again, encouraging your faith in your own conversation and letting Jesus Christ himself reveal who he is to you through his word, the Bible. So without further ado, um, we're going to get just right into it. I want to read Psalms 33. This is one of my favorite Psalms. Um, There's a lot of really obviously good ones. There's a lot of Psalms, like there's over like a hundred, like it it gets pretty, pretty uh, intense, I guess, if you start reading them all. And, but there, a lot of them are songs and they were meant to be like sung you know, they were they were like melodies and, and things to, to encourage ourselves. And we have a lot of really awesome songs now that, you know, people are, are putting up and are, you know, they're they're writing songs to the Lord and things are getting, you know, established. And this is kind of that same vein. But this one, Psalms thirty three, the, the title that comes up it says, The Steadfast Love of the Lord. And so the beginning of it excuse me, the beginning of it says, Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. He's talking about an instrument. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. So this is kind of the introduction. Obviously, it's a song where we're, you know, getting everybody together. You're sitting in the middle of town and you're you start ripping the lyre or the harp or the lute. You know, if you guys have ever seen one of those, those are cool too. But anyway, you start playing the instrument, you're cranking it in the middle of town. And you say, sing to him a new song, play skillfully on the strings with a lot. So everyone's kind of aware, okay, we're about to get into it. And having those introductions also lets people know what kind of song we're about to sing, you know, comes in verse four, for the word of the Lord is upright and all his works is, excuse me, and all his work is done in faithfulness. So right off the bat, we're starting very strong here. Verse four, the word of the Lord is upright. In other words, it's it's in full of integrity. It is, you know, it's uh, structured. It's proper. It's clean, right? And all that his work that he does is done in faithfulness. So when God does something, he's faithful to complete it. God's not one just to start a project and then just like back off, you know, and like, well, I totally forgot about that. No, he's faithful to see it through to the end. That's a that's an aspect of who God is. Again, the show revealing our amazing Redeemer. Jesus was that way. <clears throat> He didn't just start stuff and then just kind of leave it. And I know that's something personally, even I have begin, begin, begun putting into practice in my own life Um, because it's very easy. I know for me personally to just start something, you know, create something, work on something like even like just a book, you know, I'll pick up a book, read the first few chapters and that book will sit on a shelf or on my nightstand for, you know, days and it is not getting finished. You know, am I faithful to finish the book? You know, will I ever get there? I don't know. But I need to be more faithful in the little things, right? So that when the big things come in life, I have that established already in my heart. 
that I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to get it done. And so that's an aspect of God. That's an aspect of Jesus that we can look to and is applicable and is something that we can practice and work on like every day of our life. Just being more faithful, just seeing things through to the end, right? Verse five, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Again, that word steadfast, faithful, never changing, never ending. The Bible says the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unchanging. He's established. He's set, you know, set in stone, for lack of a better term. It says he loves righteousness and justice. Why is that? Because justice is fair. It's established. It is truth. Right? If something is just or honest, you know, it's it's not hidden in, in perversion or twisting or confusion or deception or deceit. It is clean. It is it is what it is. You're not gonna you don't have to wonder. You know, you don't have to try to figure it out. It's like it is just. It is it's standing on its own two feet, right? Righteousness, same way, being righteous is standing in the truth and the light. So the earth then is full of the love of God. So if we look, you know, again, the love of God is, you know, love is a giver. Love gives, love heals, love sows, love has faith, love produces, right? If you love somebody, you're going to give to them. You're not there just to take from them. So if you look in creation, the earth is full of the love of God. Yes, you can see that God cared when he created it, but you can also see how every single thing in creation feeds the other. So like, you look at, you know, the, the ecosystems, you know, if, I don't know if you ever looked in science class or we know if you're taught in school, there was a whole time where they go through and they talk about all the different ecosystems that feed each other, you know, all the different animals that feed each other, the whole, you know, circle of life kind of situation going on here, you know, the Lion King, like, where's the, you know, the, what is going on? What feeds the other? What keeps the other one going? Well, everything in creation feeds something else. It gives to something else. The grass gives of itself to any animal for sustenance, right? You know, and so it's like you can see like the trees, they give us oxygen, you know, coral reefs, they produce oxygen, they take CO2 and they produce something for, you know, the animals and the the creatures that breathe in the earth, right? So you can see that all of creation functions in this love walk. So who are we to think that we can't do that or we shouldn't do that if literally all creation is giving of itself to the other to support one another, to, you know, invest, and even to some point laying down its life so that the other would live, right? What's the Bible say? No greater love than this, than a man should lay down his life than for his friend. So there's a very clear pattern just in nature. If you just take the time to look at creation and the birds and the, you know, the animals, you know, how they're operating, that there's a very clear pattern that, you know, we can begin to, to walk in and there's a flow to life that we can walk in. And that's an established flow. It's just, it's fair. It's not going to change. So verse six, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth, all their host, that means everything in heaven was created by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap and he puts the deeps in storehouses. Now I don't have time to go into all of that. Right now, there's a lot to kind of unpack, go into, but there's some really, really cool, um, you can see how creation is made at this point. You know, Psalms has a couple different deep dives. Um, I remember hearing a testimony kind of to, con- that connects to this. There was a, uh, there's a Psalm, and I, now I can't remember what, which one it is. I think it's around a hundred, you know, in the hundreds, at least. There's a Psalm that talks about being, there being pathways in the sea, 
and there being pathways in the sky. And I really wish I could remember the scientist, but there was a scientist that basically all of our meteorology, um, how we predict the weather, how we check like the jet streams, all of those things, when they were discovered, they were discovered because a man was reading the word, he was studying the Bible, and as he was studying the Bible, that scripture stood out to him. You'd say the Holy Spirit was like, hey, pay attention to that. It says there's pathways in the sky. Now, they had already known of the pathways of the sea with the different currents. If you look in all the ships and the trade that they would do from continent to continent, there's different routes that they take because there's, you know, currents that'll pull the ship faster that will take them from point A to point B like roads. Well, then there was this connection that there's pathways in the sky. Now, obviously, the pathways in the sky, you're not going to be able to visibly see them. But there is, you know, there's currents in the air. Right. And those currents and those jet streams. Right. Even pilots now in planes, they use those to get one plate, you know, to one place faster than others. And it's also what we use to predict weather. You can see how the low pressure zones or high pressure zones based on these currents or these streams in the air or these pathways in the air, as the Bible calls them. You know, you can see that that's how we're able to, to learn and, and kind of predict and guess, you know, what the weather's going to be. But that truth and that understanding is people actually came from the Psalms and from the Word and from, you know, the God revealing things and putting things in His Word for us to discover. You know, and that's something we all have the opportunity and the chance to do. If you want to build something, if you want to dig into, you know, creating things, God's a builder. He's a creator. He He has plenty of resources available in the earth for us. He knows the end from the beginning and there's things that he's revealed to us, especially now in this last generation, all that we know about radio waves, all that we know about light waves. Um, if you've ever seen the experiment of how they figured out how um, light is actually a wave and isn't just like little balls, like when it comes down to the science of, you know, are light molecules like little balls? Well, no, they're like waves. Well, how was that discovered? Well, there was a, a test that was done where there was a panel, like a piece of steel with a you know, slim rectangle kind of created in it. And they then put, you know, like little BBs, you know, you could say through, or if you shot a gun through that little um, slit, the spray pattern on the other side of the metal is going to look like the box that you cut in the, the piece of steel that you're shooting through, right? I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to describe this. So then they also took that same piece of metal with, you know, a little rectangle cut in it, and they put water through it. Now, when you put water through it, the waves don't just stay in that shape of the rectangle that's cut out of the piece of metal. The waves actually will expand and ripple outward and create this pattern outward, kind of like a fan shape. It will fan out and kind of reverberate off of each other and expand. It won't just stay in that little shape like a little pellet would or a bullet, right? So then there was the discovery, if you put light on one side of a cutout, it's not just always going to be like a little, you know the shape of the cutout. It's going to expand outwardly. So that was how they discovered, well, light must be shaped like a wave. So it, waves go back and forth. So light waves. So even science, like all these little tests and things that have gone, the Lord has allowed man to discover these things in his creation. Because when God created it, he knew that light was made out of waves. He knew how radio waves work. He knows how all creation was made. He's formed things even here. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. The heavens Right, stuff up we don't even have a grid for fully. The breath of his mouth, all the host, everything in heaven was created, and he gathers the waters as a heap, right? You can look at some of these scriptures and say that doesn't make any scientific sense, or we can dig into the fact that maybe there's something that we could read more in the word and allow the Holy Spirit and allow truth 
to reveal to us because God wants us to to know more. You know, it's like in the relationship, he enjoys us getting to know him and he gets he enjoys getting to know us. It's this beautiful working together. So then on the end of that, this thought is said, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. Now, as I kind of wrap up this conversation today, he he commanded and it stood firm. He established things, he spoke things, and they were. Now, I want to just propose a thought here kind of as I wrap up. You guys, myself, we were made, the Bible says that man was made, man and women, excuse me, were made in the image of God. The full image of God we were made. And what is the thing that differentiates us from anything else in creation? The thing that differentiates us from anything else is our ability to communicate, our ability to speak in language and to share thoughts on an intimate level and create with those thoughts, those dreams, those visions, right? The imagination. It's a, it's a godly thing that we have, and it's a godly thing that we get the opportunity to steward. So I encourage you, let the Word of God be the thing, be the one to help your imagination, to shape your imagination, to shape your dreams, and to help you see that there might be just a little bit more to this life than meets the eye. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.